Happy Money Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. I am incredibly grateful that you're joining us for the first time. The outcome that we're after on each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as we cross paths with to inspire and to help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How we go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. For this week's guest, we have a keynote motivational speaker, Mr. Aaron Gullop. Aaron became the first legally blind athlete to play college football in Division I game when he was at Tulane University. He was also a captain in his senior year and went on and became an NFL free agent. Aaron has definitely paved the way for others with disabilities and shown that the impossible is possible. His grit, his determination and effort enabled him to overcome all the obstacles life has thrown at him. One of the things to pay attention to in today's episode and to really take in is his ability to be able to outwork anyone in his field. Stand by for a quick message from our co-host, Mr. Wes Bays, and let's bring on today's guest. Before I bring on today's guest, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss the fire content we're bringing you every week. If you listen in from your favorite podcast platform, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review letting us know how you're enjoying the show. And as always, follow us on Instagram at The Win Win Effect to stay updated on upcoming shows and get exclusive behind the scenes footage. And lastly, fill out the feedback form and letting us know how you enjoyed our guest today and which guests you would like to see in the future. Now, without further ado, let's get back to the show. I'd like to welcome Aaron Gullup to the show. Aaron, welcome. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to have you on, man. I know that we've been going back and forth with different times and our teams and whatnot of figuring out the best time to be able to serve our audience. And I'm, I'm really blessed and honored to have you on the show, especially, you know, obviously from our previous conversations. I'm a huge college football fan and having someone like you come on and it's a big thing for myself and obviously the show and the listeners. And there's a lot of information that, could really help people understand, even people that come from, I guess, I wouldn't really say setbacks and challenges or a disability. I mean, it's not really just about that. It's kind of like, you know, like when people say disability, they go, they go strictly into, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't, I wish that sucks. But it wasn't like that for you. You embraced it. You know what I mean? You embrace it and you took it on and that way you weren't able to suffer and you still make an impact in playing college football. I thought that's amazing. So really excited to have you on, man. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate that. Looking forward to this. Right, for sure. So for the most part, we kind of lean into this and there's a lot of information that where we can make an impact with the audience. You know, just say, for instance, you meet someone brand new. I mean, how would you kind of describe yourself to that person? Yeah. So, I mean, my, my brief background is, you know, my name's Aaron Golub. I'm the first legally blind Division One athlete to ever play in a game, played football at Tulane University, became a team captain and an NFL free agent. Uh, tried to make a team for a while, didn't make a roster, went into the, you know, the business world, the world of finance, which, you know, I can't really go into a ton of detail on, on that just because of, you know, regulations. But in addition to that, I do speaking, you know, I speak uh, to companies, events, teams, and, you know, I'm also launching a, a program very shortly that's uh, focused on helping transform athletes on their mindset and showing them that anything is possible if you kind of change your, your routine, your tactics, your mentality, and everything around that. And I think that that's it's really inspirational for a lot of people on a, on a couple of different levels. 
and I know, I know all about the finance stuff and Wes, that's where his background comes from originally was the finance and the legal side of certain things in privacy clauses. You can't really discuss a lot of different things in, in detail, but I think that's amazing what you're doing right now and making the impact you're making with the marketplace comes from a lot of the things you had to overcome. And I'm <clears> sure that sometimes when you were in those types of situations, even growing up, but I'm more curious to, to talk a little bit more in depth about the start of your story and those feelings that you had to take that next step and the courage it takes for you to even want to go with your passion and playing football. And that's something that you're very passionate about. I mean, obviously you wouldn't have done it in high school or, you know, maybe it started like, when did you start playing ball? So I started playing football in seventh grade and it was just something that I'd grown up really loving and wanted to be a part of, of a team sport. And uh, it was definitely a struggle to start. You know, my parents were definitely worried about, can he play? You know, not only am I legally blind, but I'm very undersized. And so didn't know if it was going to be a good fit. And they've realized that it was something I needed. And we just went full force at it. And, uh, you know, fortunate enough to eventually find the right position for me after kind of playing, you know, some other positions that weren't going to be the best fit and, mm -hmm. and was able to work my way to the level that I made it to. Just for the listeners that are saying, obviously I know, but I mean, what position did you play? Yeah, so I was a long snapper. I, I started off in seventh grade as an offense and defensive lineman. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was fine at the time. It was something where, you know, you're at that age, it's not like real serious football, it's, you know, whatever. And kind of got to the point where I was sophomore year of high school. I was a third string junior varsity center and D tackle. And when you really think about it, it's incredible that I made it from there to D1 because right, yeah. sophomore year, you know, the guys who are going to play Division one football are varsity starters. Some of them have offers. You know, it just mm – -hmm you're already re like at that level of you're some of the best players on the team. And, you know, I was third string on JV, not even playing varsity. Mm -hmm. And I basically said, I, this isn't going to be me. This isn't going to happen. And I said, what can I do to play varsity? What can I do to play college? What can I do to play division one football? And I found long snapping. And I said, if I can get good enough at this, then maybe I'll have a shot. Maybe I'll have a shot. And I just, mm -hmm. you know, outworked everyone and, and did what I could do to, to make it to that level. Right. You mentioned outwork everyone. I guess Wes is a standard nowadays, right? Is that you got to be prepared to work outwork everyone. But even when you have a, like, I guess you would say a, a disadvantage in that type of situation, you need to perfect your craft and kind of like the visualization in your own mind of doing yeah. long snapping or working on something. I mean, talk yeah. a little bit about that just for a second. If so you I can. think that a lot of people don't understand really what like hard work or perseverance means. And especially if you have a disability mm -hmm. or something that's holding you back and people think that you know, if I work as hard as I can at practice, I'm going to be successful. And, you know, mm -hmm. if you're really talented, then fine, you might be a good player, but you know, I wasn't very athletic. I had limitations. I, you know, really had to work to get to become the athlete that I became. And I woke up and at 5 a.m. every day, went to school, practice log snapping. I lifted weights every single day after practice. I did the things that no one else is willing to do. And that's why I got the things that no one else got. And it's, right. it's really just plain wow. and simple. If you do wow. what other people won't do, you'll get what they won't get. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's huge. And so Aaron, like kind of, kind of take it like a step back a little bit too, is you're, you know, obviously football for you was going to be, you were going to be at, as you said, a disadvantage, right? You're at a disadvantage already. What, maybe it's a two-part question, but what made you, uh, you know, want to continue playing football even though you were at a disadvantage, like versus going and doing something else 
that would have maybe quote unquote would have been easier. I think I just love the sport. I love the teamwork. I love the camaraderie. And I, I think I really love the challenge. It's, you know, I don't like doing things that are just plain and simple and easy. I mean, it's the same thing with, you know, everything I'm doing today, you know, my goals, the things I want to accomplish are challenging. They're really hard, but you know, that's what makes them fun. If, if right. you say I want to accomplish a goal and it, you just do it tomorrow, I mean, like, great, you'll be happy for a day, but then you'll get past it because it was so easy. You're not going to, it's not going to really be rewarding mm-hmm. when you have a goal that's really challenging when you succeed that and, and you are successful in whatever that task or that goal or that dream is, then you're really fulfilled. You're really rewarded and it, it feels so much better. So embracing the challenges at all times. I mean, a lot of people, and when we grow up and we're in a society right now, and I think I just talked about this on, yeah, I think it was yesterday's training with a company, Aaron, that we are in a society right now, everyone's just soft. As soon as they're yeah. presented an opportunity for them to really grow and learn more about themselves and a little bit of adversity slaps them in the face, they want to fold. Like, oh, it's not perfect or yeah, it's challenging. I don't really want to do it. But that's where the passion comes from and, and you really loving whatever you're doing and that setting out that goal for yourself. And it sounds like that's something similar for you. Would you agree? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's, it definitely resonates with me a lot. And, you know, and I don't want to just like talk about just that, right? Because there's, there's a lot of layers to you. And from our conversations that we had, that's one thing I loved about you. You're very knowledgeable about, you know, in business and finance and taking what you learned in sports and that hard work, dedication, you know, putting in those hours where people didn't want to put it in those hours and you getting what you got, right? So that's the, you know, the very small details, but then taking what you learned and what you experienced and then moving that over to business life. How hard was that a transition for you or was it not? So uh, I think there's, there's multiple factors there. And so uh, honestly, you know, when I first got out of school, I had a job in the financial industry mm-hmm. and I hated it. It was not a good fit for me. I was miserable doing it. I, I just, I wasn't good at the job. And because of that, you know, it was hard. I, I didn't love what I was doing. I wasn't happy at work. I, it was hard for me to put in the time and the effort that I wanted to, uh, to that venture. And it kind of got to the point where, you know, some circumstances happened and I just spent a lot of my time after hours networking to try and find my way back to Boston and to, into a role that I would be happy about, was able to do that. And now with that and with speaking with everything else that I'm doing, you know, the simple answer is, you know, if you're passionate about what you're doing, you know, you're not going to feel like you're overworking. When I talk about kind of translatable skills from football to business, to life, to whatever it is, I kind of break it down to this, this area of what I like to call the three P's of success. And that's called planning, passion, and perseverance. Mm-hmm. I think if you can utilize those three areas, you can be successful in anything that you want. If you create a plan and you fall through on it, if you're passionate about the tasks that you're doing, and if you persevere through all the challenges, there's nothing you can't accomplish. You just need to find something that you really love doing and want to accomplish. And that's the passion aspect. And once you find that, you create a plan and you persevere through all the challenges. Nothing worth of value, in my opinion, is going to be easy. And and I love that you, you don't ever mention pretty much failure. You haven't brought that up just yet. Because when people say they have to, like, yeah, I want to fail. I want to fail. I'm like, yeah. They, they can read too many t-shirts right now, like, or the, the memes that you see, like, oh yeah, it's going, you're going to fail, but you're going to have, I look at them as an opportunity for you to learn more. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that's the biggest difference. You know, everyone fails. I fail at things every single day. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not about, 
you falling down. It's about what you learn from that experience and how you get back up. And if you, right. if you fail, but you learn, then that's not really failure. If you fail and then you do the same thing tomorrow, then yeah, you failed, you screwed up. Um, right. Cause you didn't learn from it. And, and it's really about how you recover, not, not how you fail. Right. Just giving up on yourself. Would you agree? Exactly. Like just give yeah. up. I mean, you've Definitely. everyone, I mean, you've probably seen that a lot more in sport. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, from my experience, I didn't make it to, you know, D1 football or anything like that. But I mean, I think it's a huge accomplishment just by itself. Even, you know, with the, the disability and the, the challenges that you had to even overcome and outwork everyone else around you. And I think that's something that's is definitely as powerful. Wes, what would you like to add to that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One thing that you mentioned, Aaron, uh, because, you know, we've, we've, we've interviewed a lot of uh, people who have been either in the sports world directly, sports world directly as an athlete or have been around that. Um, you know, and, and you touched on something I think that's very, very important um, when you talk about transferable skills. And I think a lot of people, because they think maybe, okay, I'm not an athlete, you know, I can't relate to this. I, I would beg to differ and say, it doesn't matter what industry you're in or what you've done, your experience has given you a level of skills that, ha- that have allowed you to be able to transfer those into to whatever dream, passion, or it is that you're trying to do. Um, what were for you as an, as an athlete, and especially because of the fact that you had to outwork everybody else, you had to work, you know, two, three times harder to be able to accomplish what it is that you're trying to accomplish what are some of those skills that you feel like have really allowed you to, to progress in where, in what you're doing right now in business? I think there are a few things. I think first off, you know, time management, understanding really how to use your time wisely. Um, you know, in college, you're, you're a student, you're an athlete, you want to have a social life. You, you know, just, there's so many factors and you have to know how to manage your time really well and make it so one area doesn't really lack uh, and they're all kind of thriving. And so that was definitely something that transferred really well. And the others is just not caring about other people's opinions. I think I really learned at a young age. Um, and I don't, I think by that, I really mean that, you know, I could have easily listened in high school to people who said, you know, you're not going to play college football. You're not going to play to you on football. Like you're not good, whatever. And I could have took, taken that to heart and I could have been upset about it and just not gotten anywhere. Instead, I kind of tuned that out and didn't really care what others thought and just went about my business and put in the work because I didn't care what other people thought about me. I think that goes the same business. You know, if I get off a sales call, if I get off, uh, get out of a meeting, if I, whatever it may be, it doesn't go well. And the person says no, or the person's not interested, or the person says, oh, you're too young or whatever. Honestly, I don't care because tomorrow I'm going to call someone else or have another meeting and it's going to go well, or the next day it's going to go well. There's no, there's, there's, you know, the, the end is certain. Like I like to say, as long as you put in the work and you put in the time and you put in the effort. And I know that all of my goals, all of your goals, everything is going to be accomplished if you really have that plan in place and you persevere through all the challenges. It's just the end is certain if you put in the work. I think it was an area of opportunity just real quick because I think it's something that you two share together. In, in the finance field, in that, in that industry, people look for more of experience rather than looking for value. You know, and I know that when I look for different types of advice. I'm looking for someone that's been around the game for a long time. So when you get someone kind of like maybe young, in my own opinion, in that type of field, they're not really more inclined to have, well, take that advice, especially when it comes to finances. How much do you experience that? So I think a lot, people think that a lot, and and I'll kind of go through my response to that. And I think it will help you and help a lot of people. And, And here's my opinion. Just because someone's been in some industry for 40 years doesn't mean they have 40 years of experience. Yeah. They could have, you know, learned in the first year and just been coasting the rest. 
And so I actually found, you know, I'm sure you guys know who Ed Milet is, and I took this principle from him. Of course. And, and it's something that, you know, I run on a daily basis, and it's really helped me. And what he likes to talk about is he likes to talk about the fact of running many days. And he said, you know, when he was young, he ran this, this issue of, you know, people thought he was too young, too inexperienced. And he said, okay, how can I turn my inexperienced self into a more experienced person? Mm-hmm. And he said, what if I can create three days in every, in one day. And he does that by running mini days. And so he runs them by time blocking really well and basically having an alarm in his head every hour that goes off and says, okay, what did I get done? What did I get done? He runs mini days. And so I run my mini days that are 5 a.m. to 11 a.m., 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. And you ever have those mornings that like you get more done by 10 or 11 a.m. than you do in, in some days? Every morning. Yeah. So so when you think about it, what if you can do that every single day? And so between five and 11, that's the I've separation. More, exactly. Right. And so I've done more by 11 AM than most people do by the end of their day. Love and this. because of that, when I've done my stuff by 11 AM, I do more by 5 PM and then I do more by 11 PM. And then I go to sleep. And just when you consistently do that, you know, I can create three years of work in one year. And yep. if you consistently do that, then how far ahead, you know, I don't need to work four years. I need so much less experience like physical time of experience to get the same value of experience. And so that's kind of what I say. If someone says you don't have enough experience, you're too young. I say, well, that's, that's BS. I like, you know, you can think that and you can go somewhere else. I don't care. I don't need to help you. I'll find someone else who will want to work with me for some reason, but this is why I think I have just as much experience. If they bite on it, great. If they don't, whatever, someone else will come along. A lot of people don't understand the, the compound effect of getting up early like I get up five, we had a conversation about this and you mentioned it earlier talking about long snapping and, and we're outworking people and getting up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is the biggest battle I win every day. When I get up at 5 a.m., by the time I'm walking out of my room or my sanctuary, it's like 6.30-ish and, and I'm walking into my first part of my day, my first leg of the day. Well, the people don't realize that the two to three hours from there until about 10 o'clock, the first five hours of my day, I do more in that five hour block than people do all, you know, pretty much all day. Yeah. No, and that I, I five mean, hours I, I, going to it up to three years, you know, and exactly. that's the difference, bro. It's a hundred percent. And you know, I, I get up, I do my morning routine. I work out, I get home, I, you know, have breakfast. I do a couple hours of work and then 11 AM hits. And just right. like the amount that I accomplished, is ridiculous compared to some other people who are rolling out of bed at nine and then they're reacting to your day. You know, I'm proactive. You don't want to be reactive to everything in your day because if, if you wake up at eight 30, you wake up at nine and then you don't have a routine, you don't get prepared for the day. When something happens, it's going to be like fire drills all day long. You don't want Mm -hmm. to be, be reacting to it. You know, I forget who it was. Um, I, I heard say, uh, you know, one analogy that he liked to use was that, you know, if you are driving on a, on a road with a lot of potholes, do you drive the car, you know, based on the potholes or do you drive the car on the road? And, you know, if you hit a pothole, then you hit a pothole, whatever you keep going. And, and, and it's the same thing with life. Do you like let every single fire drill or whatever happens in work or in life dictate the rest of your day or do you go smoothly along do your non-negotiables and attack those those mm. fire drills those issues as they come you know why would you drive you know 
a swerve around all the potholes in the road. It's self-sabotage. Exactly. People don't realize that their subconscious is making them ruin their exactly. outcome, ruin their results. Wes, I mean, what would you like to add to that? Because there's something, there's a huge area of opportunity there where something you two share of, I wouldn't say just being younger in your field at a certain time, right? And, and I think that that's one industry, in my opinion, where people look at the experience more. And I think that's beautiful on how you answer that question, Aaron. Because a lot of people wouldn't answer it in that type of way. What would you like to add? I mean, that's a beautiful opportunity right here. Yeah, because yeah, when I, I started in the finance field when I was 18 years old, right? So that's when I originally got my start in the finance field. So I had to face that a lot because here I am, this 18-year-old kid dealing with people who have millions of dollars, right? It's not, who am I to tell you what to do with your money, right? That's, that, was the whole, that was the whole thought. So kind of, I'm going to take a different perspective. Well, not a perspective, but a different shift from what Aaron said, because I think Aaron covered that part beautifully. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go more towards the behavioral side. Yeah. And the behavioral side is more so on, I think the way that you conduct yourself as a person dictates the response that you get from someone else. And so what I, what I would tell people, the advantage that you have being younger in a field is the fact that you, you, are, you, you start to become well-trained, especially with emotional intelligence, to understand what you need to do to make sure that you don't get those certain responses or objections yeah. of your age. So the, some of the things that I look at is, are you well-spoken? Can you articulate something confidently so the person knows that you know exactly what you're talking about? That's a big part of it. If someone has any hesitation that you know what you're talking about, they're going to start those judgments. Okay. And I don't want to let that happen. So I'm going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to head off anything that they think that I think that they're going to want to ask me or things along those lines. Again, that's, that's me knowing my client. So what I would say to add on to what Aaron said is you need to understand your industry really well and the perception of your client so that you can always be jumping out in front of it so that it, so you're never going back to what Aaron said, reactive. You're always proactive in that sense. When I set a goal or I set an outcome that I'm looking for, I have targets and every day in those behind those targets or tasks that I have to accomplish to be able to get to that target to accomplish the overall outcome. Right. So yep. there's a lot of, I guess you would say analysis that comes in and, and breaking certain things down or areas of opportunity for me to overcome because the outcome is never going to really change. I'm just going to surpass it and get bigger. Right. So in, yeah. I'm just chasing targets and tasks and making sure that I'm executing each and every day. And that's where the hard work comes in when you're doing that. And there, you mentioned one thing, is non-negotiables. What is your take on non-negotiables? Oh, they're so important. You know, I have my you know, daily personal non-negotiables, like my morning routine stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I have my business non-negotiables. And it's, it's, it's not complicated stuff. It's simple things. It could easily yeah. just be, you know, I'm going to send out X number of messages on LinkedIn today to connect with people. I'm going to send out X number of messages on Instagram to connect with people. It's simply small things like that that add up over time, but mm -hmm. move the needle. It's, it's just simple tasks. You know, it could easily be, I'm going to send 20 messages on Instagram today to people that I think would be worth connecting with, you know, mm -hmm. whatever capacity it may be. It's, just, it's something simple like that, that you do every single day that eventually add up because most of the people aren't going to respond. Some people will respond and, and won't get anywhere with the conversation. And then once in a while you get someone who, is willing to talk, is willing to connect, and then you build a relationship and then you never know where it goes. So what, what I would ask um, Aaron is just for the listeners, just to give them some clarity around this, because I think this is an extremely important topic. Uh, your non-negotiables, are you planning those the night before, the day of, the month before, the, for so, a year out? How, how does that planning process look? 
Yeah, so I basically plan my, you know, my non-negotiables change, but I plan my kind of life on a quarterly basis on, you know, at the beginning of every quarter, I sit down and I say, you know, I'll do this in another week or so. You know, what do I want to accomplish by the end of the year in the last 90 days? From there, I break it down to, okay, that's my end of the year goals. What do I want to accomplish in the first 30 days to get me to the 90 day goal? And then from there, I say, all right, so every week I need to do this and every day I need to do this. And I create my non-negotiables at the beginning of each month and they change. They could change two weeks in because you know, something's not working. You need to be able to adapt and adjust. Yeah. But typically I look at them every month and I look at them on kind of every Sunday and that's when I map out the week and then I map out days the night before. But you know, you, they change. They, I set them in the beginning of the month, but they don't always stick till the end of the month. You know, if something isn't working, if something isn't getting your results, then you got to be able to adapt. You know, success loves speed. And if you're the person who's stuck in, you know, trying and trying and trying when you're not getting results, then you're not going to get the, like, why try and reinvent the wheel? You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, seeing the same result. Now, if you're not getting a different result, then why keep doing it? Adjust, adapt, do something else for that non-negotiable that will actually move the needle forward. And if it doesn't work, then switch it again. I need a button, Wes. I know that we mentioned this on a couple episodes. I need a freaking button to push when you're dropping nothing but gold, bro. Gold right now, Aaron. And, and thank you. And there's, you're welcome. And people don't realize how easy success really is. It's not that difficult. Put in the it's work. Just as hard. It's just as hard to be unsuccessful as it is to be successful. No, I, I, I don't mean to cut you off there, but it's just like no, no. It's, it's, not, it's beautiful. Go ahead, please. It's, it's, it takes just as much effort to lie in bed and watch Netflix all day as it does to, <laughs> to do your work. I mean, seriously, right. when, I, when I look at my life and I see the people that I want to become 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, when I see, look at the people in the world that I say, I want to be him in 10 years, you know, I'd rather, you know, be disciplined now than regret in 10 years, you know, that you can have one or the other. I'm going to pick discipline. Others are going to pick regret. It sucks for them. Right. And it does suck for them because people, you know, just like you mentioned, yeah, it does take that much effort to sit on your ass and just watch Netflix all day or whatever that is for you. Like people just ruin their lives. I'm telling you right now, it's never been a time in life where it's really that easy to be in a top 1%. Yeah. It is freaking easy, but people aren't willing to take that first step and then take that second step, the third step, the fourth step, even when they're not seeing a return on their investment of moving, right? I mean, just taking a baby step is still a step, in my opinion, if you're moving in the right direction and just getting up every day. You got to keep, you got to put in the work, man. If you don't put in the work, I mean, I'm willing to get punched in the face every day because I know that me getting punched in the face every day, I'm going to be more immune to getting punched in the face every day. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's just funny because, you know, like the work isn't, isn't even, you know, some work is hard, some work isn't, but you, you need to do the work that really makes you stand out, makes you unique. And it's funny because a lot of people wouldn't understand, you know, the amount of time I actually spend on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, reaching out and messaging people, you know, it's, it's a decent amount of my day, but you know what? It creates connections. That's how we met on Instagram. I reached yeah. out to you. We connected, you know, I built a relationship. I got on your podcast, you're coming on my podcast, it, just, it builds a new relationship. And who knows, maybe I'll know someone that you want to get connected to, or you know, someone that I want to get connected to, It just and that's it's how so it's important done. to network. 
Right. And network, I mean, and that's, and I, and Wes can, you know, kind of sprinkle some of his knowledge on this because we've had so many conversations. I think we one had today, Wes, where we were, went through the first couple seasons of the podcast, right? And it was just kind of getting out the information that Wes and I have, you know, learned over the years and made an impact in companies and corporations with, but it's not about that. It was just like, okay, we're going to bring on guests now because everyone seems to be doing, bringing on guests. And now we can start interviewing people and the winning mentality and, and not quitting on yourself and th- that type of stuff. Right. So when we started like thinking about an idea, okay, you know, let's bring on some guests. Well, I don't want to just bring on guests. So when you reached out on Instagram and of course your story is a big, you know, shiny object. Right. And there's a big opportunity there, but it's not that when we had our conversation, there's a lot there, man, that where it's just, if I'm able to open up my network and connect you to people that could, you know, I, I would be a, di- I'd be doing people a disservice to be honest with you, because that's how deep Thank you, you. you're welcome. No, man. I, I, I appreciate that. Right. And it just, it, I'm being honest, like I've enjoyed every encounter, every single last one of them. And I'm going to enjoy probably many more for years to come because I've had an opportunity to be able to sit down with you and discuss so many different ways and areas of opportunity to even bring to our listeners. And what Wes and I were talking, you know, having a conversation earlier today, and Wes probably laugh right now because I was like, we started bringing on guests. It was a hard dynamic of doing a, a two host show. Yeah. It's very difficult because what you want to give Wes an opportunity to ask, answer, um, ask questions, give me an opportunity to dig in. But when we kind of figured out that dynamic and format, it's blown up because the first couple ones really didn't work out for us. And it was me having a conversation for a while and Wes will ask a question every once in a while. And it wasn't really going that well for up, up to our standards. If that makes sense. Yeah, so totally. That, because if we gave up then we wouldn't have seen the success that we've had so far with the pop. Like we've went from 20,000 new subscribers each week or each month, sorry, each month to around, you know, getting to getting 10 10k more and then 10k more and then we'll have certain guests come on and the ones that the bigger names come on they don't get the actual downloads and some, the streams as much as the ones with really compelling stories and that's why i think this episode and i know for sure now just from this conversation and how well it's went that that's the, those are the ones that make an impact with people because someone is sitting on their couch right now listening to this podcast and you're able to share some of the, your disadvantages that, yeah, you had in life and then what you had to overcome, yeah. you got zero excuses. So if you're listening into this and you're sitting your ass on the couch, <laughs> that's your fault, bro. That's your fault. Yeah. That's your fault. That's go look at yourself in a mirror and blame it and point in the mirror. That's you. So I don't know, like Wes, I mean, get sprinkled some of that on there. I just think yeah. that there's something that people need to understand and take an accountability for their own inaction. Oh, absolutely. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, I was about to get political for a second and I stopped myself. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, but here's the thing. I think stories are what change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, you know, that, you know, sometimes there's just that one person that's sitting there that maybe feels like for whatever reason, circumstance, experience, whatever, you know, to themselves, they're like, uh, you know, I have no shot. And that's a mentality. Like that's a mentality. And maybe they don't have the support system around them. That's going to help them get out of that mentality. And then they hear Aaron's story and, and, you know, they, they understand that there was a struggle there, but through perseverance and hard work. And, and, you know, that being said, you know, I don't want to lessen it in any way, but, you know, I mean, I had a lot of help from other people, you know, I had help from coaches, from friends, from family. And so, 
And that yeah. definitely played in a, a huge role in, in me being able to see the success that I've, I've had. I definitely did not do it alone, but you know, I think the point is your past doesn't have to dictate your future. You know, I was a sophomore third string junior varsity player and went to being one of the top recruited long snappers in the country, you know, one of the top prospects overall in Massachusetts and playing division one football. You know, it's just, it's your past doesn't dictate your future. You can do anything. You can flip the switch right now and accomplish a ton over the next year, a ton over the next month or whatever it may be. It just, you can do whatever you want if you put in yeah. the work. Absolutely. And yet one thing that Aaron is apparent about you, and I think this is a necessary trait for all entrepreneurs is that I could tell you have very thick skin, mm. right? You can take judgment. You're not, you know, you're not worried uh, about what somebody thinks about you. And you mentioned that a m- multiple times. I think this could be a, a good lesson for those who maybe aren't even getting started because of this reason, because they are afraid of judgment. What's, uh, I guess, what's been the contributing factor for you that has allowed you to develop that thick skin over time? I think it just, the understanding that, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't that athlete. I wasn't, I wasn't the athlete. I wasn't, you know, the person with the most confidence. I didn't uh, kind of excel in those areas. And I just wanted something different. And there was just a driver, you know, within me uh, to achieve something greater, to accomplish higher goals and to kind of change the, perspective of who I am as a person. And once I really got comfortable with that, then I was able to, you know, really not listen to other people and really accomplish my goals. And even, you know, even throughout college, you know, I didn't, you know, in high school and college, I wasn't a big fan of all the interviews. You know, I did a ton of interviews, but I only did them because a coach once told me, you know, if you can help one other person by doing this interview, then you should do it. And so I did every interview that was ever asked of me because of that, you know, not for me, but to help other people. And it's not what I was looking for. I was looking to be in college, to have fun, to play football, you know, to be a student athlete. I didn't, I didn't care. And it wasn't really until after college when I was working and I was, you know, I, you know, want to do speaking. I want to use it to impact a lot, a lot of other people and just build a brand, build a business, build a lot around myself and my name. And right. that's when I started Powerful. actively wow. reaching out to people and started taking the steps to do all of this. It, you know, back then I did it, you know, because I thought it was the right thing to do. Now, you know, I think it obviously, I do it, the main reason is I do it to help others. You know, obviously I I do it because I want to impact the lives of other people, but you know, I'm trying to build my brand. I'm trying to build, you know, Mm -hmm. and achieve goals around. Well, you're building it in the right way. You're building it in the right way through substance. You're not building it through the, just the fireworks and the fire and, you know, all those glam and stuff like that. People sitting on a freaking boat or Lamborghini yeah. or, or what, and you're not doing it all by that way. What you're yeah. doing is you're doing it by deep level. Like, like there's a deeper level to you. Can you mention something about, yeah, yeah, of course you've had people that helped you along your way and pointing you in that direction. But if you didn't have those coaches and people saying, Hey, if that can help one person, then you probably wouldn't have been open to doing the interviews. And yeah. that changed the way it changed the way that you looked at the interview, because it's not about you doing the interview. It's about the impact you're making through that interview. Exactly. And, and, you know, you know, back then I wasn't ready to take in a direction as I am now, you know, I wasn't posting right. on Instagram all the time. Good I wasn't point. reaching out to people. You know, I just, when I was in college, obviously, you know, I had a great mindset, but it was, it was very different than I think I am now. I was really focused on football, on school, on, mm-hmm. you know, getting a good job. On, I just, I wasn't focused on all of this. And it's just your perspective changes. Things in life change. What you want changes. And, you know, I think over the past couple of years, I've just gotten really clear on what I want for myself, for my life, for my family. And it's, 
just much higher goals. And, and to do that, you have to build a brand around yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm using my brand to help others, but, you know, in another sense, you know, I'm kind of fortunate of my story being legally blind because it's allowed wow. me to build this brand. It's so powerful what you just said, and it actually gave me chills. You're so fortunate. Yeah. And that's actually something I talk about, you know, all the time, you know, things in life I think happen for you and not to you. And I'm so thankful and so blessed to be legally blind. If it had, if I wasn't legally blind, I wouldn't be connecting with you with all the interesting and cool people building these relationships, going on others' podcasts, bringing people in mind, developing new businesses. You know, I wouldn't be doing all that. I'd be, you know, I'd have a simple, boring job. I just, I wouldn't have the, the lifestyle that I currently have. And because of that, I'm so thankful because I've been able to use it to my advantage. And, you know, when you can learn to use your disadvantage to your advantage, you understand that things happen for you and being legally blind happened for me. Right. I, I don't even know what I'm kind of speechless and I don't get speechless, Wes, but I think that that's something that people really need to take in to heart. I, I know that we mentioned this on the, on one of our previous episodes and I talked about my sister being, you know, handicapped, right. And all the pain and watching her breathe through tubes and even how much pain that she was in, if she heard my voice, she would smile, even how much pain that she was in. And, and I'm pretty sure if she was able to, you know, talk and communicate, yeah. she would probably say that she was grateful for me or grateful for our family or grateful for whatever and not focusing all, all the pain and, and whatnot. And I think that's something that people just really need to take in, man. I, I, if I can give any advice and, and just especially the stuff that I've had to overcome in the past year, 2020 has given me 2020 vision. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I'm using that in in a way of connecting with you because if you get real clear and concise on actually what you really want to do in life, it doesn't matter if you can see or not. Oh, totally. It it doesn't matter at all. You know, just be clear, be concise and follow the process. You know, it, it takes hard work and it takes patience. Things don't happen overnight. I'm a long way from accomplishing the goals that I want to accomplish, but you know what? Likewise do the work you want to do every day and be patient and, and the end will come. Right. And I'll be on the stage when you, when you finally hit that level, I promise you, I'll be on the stage with you, man, and celebrate. Definitely. That's going to, and, and that's what I look for. I mean, when you, I don't know, man, I mean, Wes, I mean, if you want to sprinkle something on this, I think he's got me to the point where he really hit a, a nerve with myself and it's a good place to be. Cause a lot of times I do talk about it and I'm open to talk about certain things with people. If they're, mine is impressionable to really understand what I'm talking about because that's something that I experienced, you know, with my family. And I, when I changed the way that I looked at that situation or her going through all that and my mom beating cancer, back surgeries and, and all the adversity, I used to look at life years ago. Like, and I think that's one, my way of when I went to the military is like running away from pain and I don't know why this is this impact is making was making such a huge impact to me right now. Maybe it's just that my mind's impressionable to it and I'm able to feel it more vulnerable. That's a huge area and opportunity for people, man. Just like wake up every day and just say, thank you. Yeah. You got another day on this planet, bro, to do whatever you want to do in life. And before you go to bed, say, thank you. Yeah, That'll change your life. You do it for you. freaking a month, bro. It'll change your life, man. It'll Definitely. change your life. Let's talk about that just for yeah. a second if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it's all about perspective. You know, if, if you think about reality, the re- your reality is all about the perception in which you have. Uh, and, and I say this all the time. I'm like, you know, a homeless person could be sleeping in a box 
And you can look at that person and say, what a poor life they live. Mm. And they could be in sitting in that box and say, I'm so thankful that I get to sleep in this box. Yeah. Versus just sleeping in this, you know, on the street. Right. And they, and internally they can feel great with their circumstance. And at the end of the day, what is reality? You know, that it composed of those feelings and emotions, right. And, and the perception in which we have and how we attach that into logic. Right. And so that in that setting, that, that homeless person, has now attached that good feeling into the logic of I live a great life because of the fact I get to, to have this box, right? Even though we can look at it in a different way. I think yeah. that, that brings up the question, um, Aaron, which is, have you always had that level of gratitude or was there a point in your life where maybe you felt a lot of, you know, anger or pain towards the, you know, the quote unquote circumstance? And then if I so, I did not that? have, yeah. I definitely did not always have that level of gratitude. I, what, was, what was that catalyst for you that, that made you start shifting in that direction? I think even when I was in college, I mean, I don't think I would have ever said I'm thankful and legally blind. You know, I, I, I did the work to, to play football at that level, and I was thankful that I did that work. But you know, I don't think it was honestly until, you know, maybe a year ago that I you know, realized how thankful I am because that's when I really started building on on the opportunities that are at hand and the things that I've been able to create in the last, you know, nine to 12 months. And I think that's probably the time frame of when I really flipped the switch and said, I'm really thankful for this. This is awesome. The stuff that I'm about to build is going to be incredible. And, you know, 2020 has been a bad year. I'm not going to say it's, it hasn't, it's been a really bad for a lot of people, but you know, it, I almost feel bad saying it this way because I understand. And I, I know people who just like have been affected by uh, the year, uh, yeah. really in, in horrible ways but you know for me it's it's really transformed a lot in my life mm. and I've seen a lot of success that I'm going to see down the road because of how I've been able to use this time um, and I think honestly from January to now you know probably early this year late last year is really when that switch flipped and I just started creating so many new things and 2021 is going to be a really massive year for me I think I'm going to see a lot of you know, the, the work I'm putting in now pay off in the next couple of years. I don't think I know just from the vibration that you're putting out. A lot of people don't understand that. The time that you invested and you did it in, a, in the right time. And this is what's happened with people nowadays and especially this 2020 stuff and going through what they're going through. They're, if you look at it this way, and I don't want to like be crazy and go political, but it's forcing people to deal with their own shit. Yep. The ones that come out of this and they're going to have a massive 2021, they're the only ones that put it in a work in 2020. Yep. A year from now, you'll see it. And I, oh, I, I, tell, I tell people that. And it does, I said this two years ago, Wes, to, to, and you've heard me say that. Like a year from now, you'll see who's really working. Because I'm gaining that extra five hours on a day and that's turning into three years and I'm, I'm out working people. And then people go, what the, f how do I, how does he doing this doing? I mean, how is Wes and Chris doing what they're doing right now? How is that possible? Well, we put in the yeah. work, man. We put in the work. You hit, yeah. I mean, you hit roadblocks all the time, but it's, it's what you do with that. It's how you persevere. It's, you know, just keep, keep putting in the time, keep putting the effort and be patient because You'll see the results. It won't be today. It won't be tomorrow, but you'll see them eventually. Right. I think that, it, you know, when, and I wasn't, I guess, I don't know, man, I went to the military and then I went to college and then career and somewhere down the line, I got lost for a little while working in corporate America until I kind of like got a, like a rude awakening 
And I realized that I wanted more out of life and I could do anything I could do. Right? I mean, it just changed. And I guess that that's just the first piece of success that I had, you know, getting recognized. And I realized, man, I can do this on my own. What the hell am I doing? I'm making, you know, I was making good money, man. Don't get me wrong. I was making good money in corporate America, but then I realized I was making peanuts to the dollar yeah. and what these guys I was making, I was making millions of dollars for the company. I was their lifeline. I was like, wait a minute, I can do this, but it's not, it's never been really about the money for me, but I would lie to you if I said that because yeah. it started off that way. And then when it really, when I really made a shift, I can care less, bro. Like I, you just, you take it all away from me, man. I, I'm going to keep making it because it's exactly. the value and I think that I'm bringing in. And I think that's, you know, one thing that I've had to realize, you know, I think that, you know, obviously I want to make a lot of money. Like there's yeah, who, I mean, who, who yeah, out there would not. say that they don't, but look, the, the bottom line is I don't really care when it comes because I know I'm putting in the work that eventually I'll make a lot of money. I like it just doesn't yeah. need to be today. It doesn't need to be a year from now. I know in five years, I'm going to have what I want. The end is certain. Like I said before, if you put in the work, the end is certain. It just, it'll it'll come i i trust that it will come it just right. it doesn't matter i just i'm not worried yeah. about it you, you won because you're in love with the process yeah exactly boom ding 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 i just i need a button wes i need this damn I, we need to find a button you know what i mean like to be able to push on these spots i don't know where i saw someone that had something like that man i just need a thing to hit i probably would just maybe it's good that i don't like that what was that kevin hart um stand up he's like you see my fire you see my fire like in the, behind him was like i'm gonna light i'm gonna put the fire in these bitches and then puts it up yeah. <laughs> that's what i would do the whole episode but there's so much here and i hope that and if you're listening to this you know and i hope that this is going to be received the way it means to and open your eyes because this guy can't even open his eyes the way that you're opening your eyes and he's seeing things in a different type of way. And, and he's seeing things and, and viewing things in a different way, a different perspective, and he's taking it in. Like, you're just yeah. grateful for everything. I mean, it's, you know, maybe potentially you haven't hit the, the outcome and the money and whatever success is for people. It's not about that. What you're after, Aaron, is happiness. Yep. You're not after all the, I mean, I'm not after, Wes isn't either. That's, that's what's connected us. You know that. Yeah. It's the vibration is what's connected us. Is what you're putting out, polarizing out. And people 100%. don't need to hear it. They're feeling it from you. And I think that's something that, I mean, I don't know if this guy, people are, you know, need to write something down. You might have write his name down and, and go to find him somewhere because his name will be around in the next 10, 15 years and it will be on top. I promise you that. Promise you that. I'm, I'm blessed to know you and I'm blessed to have this conversation. I'm looking forward to the one we have tomorrow as well when Thank I come you. on to your show. But Wes, I mean, what would you like to, I don't even know where to really begin a rapping. You got a hard job here, right? I'm kind of <laughs> rapping this, putting a bow on this one because there's so much here for the listeners to understand and take in. I mean, yeah. what, what would you suggest for people to yeah, do? I, I really think it's, you know, well, one, go back and listen to this because there's a few things that you want to make sure you're paying attention to. And I think the biggest thing that people can really learn from Aaron is, you know, don't, don't just look at what he says or what we say, look at the meaning behind it. Mm. You know, you know the, the fact that he had to work so much harder than everybody else, the fact that his perception dictated his reality, you know, and, and his gratitude dictated his reality. And he didn't look at himself as a victim of his circumstance, but as, as someone who can conquer anything that they want to conquer because of, 
their quote unquote circumstance. And that's a, that's a complete different shift. And so ask yourself today, what excuse do you have? Mm. You know, what excuse do you have? And are you using that excuse to hold you back? Or can you use that excuse to your advantage? Make that decision and then just start. I think that's the biggest thing. Just have the courage to start and, and you'll find yourself on a journey that you never thought you'd be on. So Aaron, thank you so much for being on. Where, where can our, you know, uh, for the most part, where can our listeners find you? Yeah. First, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. So a few places on Instagram, my handle is at Aaron J. Golub. Uh, you know, LinkedIn, you can just search my name. AaronGolub.com is where you can view for my speaking and just you know, feel free to reach out. Send me a message on Instagram, send me a message on LinkedIn or, or through my website. I love connecting with new people, seeing what opportunities there are, seeing how we can network. So, you know, I'd, I'd be more than happy to connect, shoot me a message. Wes touched on something and I really want to hit on this just real quick, if I can. And thank you, Wes, for saying this. Asking yourself an excuse, like whatever that excuse is. And if you're listening to this and whatever that excuse, what an excuse is, is just your way of making yourself feel better about your shitty result. Yeah. That's why people would rather pick up a beer rather than picking up a book. You know why? Because they'll pick up that book and they'll realize how far they have to go. Exactly. And that beer will make them feel better just for a second and forget about the, the crappy life that they potentially have. My dad said something to me years ago, and this is back when I was, I wouldn't say raging wars within myself. It's just that I didn't have anything to do. I had no direction. I had no outcome. I had no, nothing that I really wanted out of life other than just doing well in my career and security, right? So, and he talked about people like sitting in a bar as people that have no lives. I don't think I'll ever forget that. And it's true. And I, I've been all over the world, man. And I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful for everything. And I come back home and I, and I see people that are still in the same damn bar, same place and drinking the same bullshit. You know what I mean? And it actually, and yeah. it used to give me a physical reaction now it doesn't. It's just that I'm just, I feel sorry for you. Exactly. I just feel sorry for you, man. Like, I don't know what it's going like you, to take. You want to grow. You want to grow every single day. You know, in a year from now, I don't want to be the same person I am today. Right. And, you know, I hope a year, you know, I, today I'm not the same person I was a year ago. You know, you right. want to change. If you stay the same and you're not growing, you're not changing, right. you're not going to see more success and fulfillment. Right. If you have the same people around you, and when I'm saying this, and I'm saying this in a, in a right way, if you have the same people around you, you did it in high school and you're not living the life of your dreams, then you, what is the pretty sure? So people you have around you that you're, you're just making yourself feel better about the crappy life and outcome that you have. I, I can't, I mean, especially even when you have birthdays, people go and celebrate a birthday. If you're still going to the same place and doing the same thing on your birthday every freaking year, I'm not going, man. I don't know. I can keep going for hours on that topic, but I guess it's something that we can touch on, but I, I really appreciate you coming on and blessing our audiences with the amazing amount of value. I mean, there's so much they can learn. I wrote down so many things, Wes. I don't even know where to begin. I guess I can kind of go with the show notes, but Aaron, thank you again. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Other than that, guys, just keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. Let's go win. Y'all take care. <laughs>